0: What's up everybody, welcome back to another jam-packed SEC preview week of the Two Bucks Sports Podcast, part two of three. Uh, Last week was so much fun, we decided to do again before, as my co-host said last week, next week's final episode of the Two Bucks Sports Podcast as we deep dive (laughs) on Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Drew, welcome to the podcast, sir.
1: Uh, I'm glad to be here, Rusty. You know, uh, this was a Wednesday night podcast for the longest, but it seems like (laughs) the last few weeks... Uh, we've just been getting them in when we can get them in, you know. <laughs> You're not so wrong. Uh, it's been a it's been a crazy uh, it's been a busy last few weeks, but we have gotten you the podcast when you expect it, and so uh, we may have recorded early, but we always deliver on That's time. That's right.
0: And so this week it's my fault because I am headed back to the great state of Mississippi tomorrow. Coming to check in on the family. Got some stuff to take care of around that. And then, of course, the League of Avengers Fantasy Football League draft is next Saturday night there in Corinth, Mississippi. So be expecting some kind of content. Not sure what, but I've got ten and a half hours that I can plan for it tomorrow. So I'm sure I'll come up with something <laughs> in that time. Yeah,
1: so uh, I've never felt more powerful than I have when scheduling this draft because despite the fact that Rusty is ten and a half hours half the way, away and our buddy Aaron is four or five hours away in Kentucky now I still tell them that I expect them to be (laughs) there for our in-person uh fantasy football draft uh it's the second year in a row we've done an in-person draft uh year number one that Rusty's going to be able to make it in person though so uh super excited about that and it leads right into my Bucks best of the week and it is just the amount of mock drafts <laughs> that I've done this week. I love. You know, I love fantasy football season and it's kind of like NASCAR in which the the first event of fantasy football season is the Daytona 500 and that's the peak. Mm. You know, it draft night. Draft night is the peak of fantasy football season, sure. Week to week, you know, roster moves and battles on Sundays, it's all great, but it all pales in comparison to that one night that you get to draft with all your buddies. Uh, I mean, it can't get any better. And the prep for it has been – I mean, I have a notebook full of ideas. Uh, if you didn't notice on our live stream on Instagram last week. The rigged one. <laughs> your boy, Uncle Buck, literally ran home with the number one pick in our 100-yard rush. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be happier in the moment. I could not have been happier. Because you'd ultimately rather – Win, then lose, mm. you know. I mean, I'm speaking common knowledge here. We're all competitors here. But there are, as, I, as I've mock drafted, there are obvious negatives to being the number one pick. Sure, you get to pick the very first player on your board, the player that you want the most. But then you have to wait 23 picks until you get, to get another one. And so there are obvious downsides. Uh, my buddy Buckets here is the exact inverse of me, where he has to wait 12 picks, pick twice, and then he gets to wait 23 <laughs> exactly. picks. Exactly. So,
0: so yeah. I've been running my mock drafts, too, trying to figure out what I want to do. You're right. The prep work oftentimes is a lot more fun. It's a little bit easier. I don't want to hear any any bogus whining about over there. He's going to get the best fantasy football player available because he was sitting there hitting the space bar on his 100-yard draft or 100-yard rush, I'm convinced. That's not what happened. But, uh yeah, it's just it's all about the scheming and the strategy and trying to figure it out cuz it's it's different for each pick. You know, we were talking about this all fair. I think that mid-round pick is where you want to be cuz you're consistently getting picks. I think I was pick number 7 or 8 you last year plan. so you can game mm-hmm. plan a little bit easier. I've done I'm like Drew here. I've done about a dozen mock drafts. I've got a notebook full of stuff that I'm working on over here trying to figure out what I'm going to do and I've got sheets where I've done mock drafts and different things I'm working on so All I just say none of it's gonna work out like I think it is, but at least I'm going in with something of a plan.
1: (laughs) Right. No, nothing I definitely start reeling, you know, the first time a player that I want gets Mm -hmm. taken one or two picks before my spot.
0: It's it blows it all up. Total tilt,
1: you know, I I go into full tilt boogie (laughs) and scramble and then that's how I'll end up, you know, with you know, a bottom of the pack fantasy football team if it's anything like last year. (laughs) But that's my best thing of the week. Mm. My worst thing, my beef of the week, is it is a hundred degrees <laughs> outside. And not just that. I spent my Saturday constructing a playhouse slash swing set uh in my mother in law's backyard and it was a hundred degrees outside. Yikes. And so yeah, I've I'm, I'm done sweating. You know, I'm, <laughs> No, you're not I'm, I'm a huge I am a <laughs> – yeah, you're right. I'm not. I want to be done. I'm ready to be done, but I'm not. i am mm-hmm. uh, always been a huge proponent of summer. I love summer. I love being hot. I'd rather be hot than be cold. But I've, I'm at the point of the summer now to where just bring on zero degrees, I, if that's what it takes for some relief. I'll take I've it. always
0: said, man, if I could move somewhere it was 55 degrees year-round, I'd be so content. Like, that's oh, perfect, yeah. man. Just jeans and a hoodie all year-round. I'm happy.
1: Yeah. Hoodie weather is the best yeah. weather. The older I get – the more I lean towards hoodie weather being the
0: best Absolutely right, man. And while you were out... What about you? Yeah, while you were out sweating, I'm kind of torn on my Buck's best because I had a great Saturday, went and saw Tyler Childers in concert. Hard to believe, but in an outdoor stadium, he sounded better than he did on his album. Just fantastic entertainer, great music, funny guy. Definitely a high moment for me, but I think my best of the week, and I've already dropped some coin on this, and I, I probably shouldn't have, but I did. The interlocking MSU Uh-oh. is back, and wow. I've been looking for it. I've been, you know, there's always been these rumors, where they've been teasing it, and then they just said, no, it's never coming back again. And then about a year ago, there started being some rumblings coming out of the athletic department of maybe we'll go back to that for a game in the upcoming future. Well, that game is November 4th against Kentucky. They're bringing back the Miss State jerseys with the black sleeve, black line on the sleeves, the interlocking MSU, most importantly, on the maroon helmet. So definitely got a shirt, definitely got a hat, going to be rocking that uh, as an homage to the 15-year anniversary of that 1998 uh, team that played in the SEC championship game, our only team to make the SEC championship game. Feeling like, Feeling 98. like 98. The jokes write themselves, <laughs> but my best moment was that interlocking MSU hitting the uh, the college stores online.
1: Yeah, I mean, I am not above dropping serious coin on some merch because I have I I think I spent hundreds of dollars <laughs> on College World Series merch on the drive home from Omaha last <laughs> year. Uh, I don't really get the the interlocking MSU. I, it's it's I my mean, favorite.
0: It's it's of all the logos
1: to me it is so far beyond I mean, so far behind the script state. We've talked about this before. Like you don't need the interlocking the MSU. You know the stair stepped MSU logo. It looks like it's from the 90s, but it's not like something that's worthy of bringing back. Disagree. It's not like the old Expo. Disagree, like, man. It, it those, looks
0: so good. It's gotten so much positive feedback online. It it's, looks it, old. Yeah, and that's though. the it
1: point. Don't, it don't look like something that's new school. Like, it could... It's not timeless. It looks disagree.
0: If you're a Mississippi State fan, that look is timeless. Because of those good 90s teams, the players it represents, it was a good era for Mississippi State football. And it's just a good look.
1: Anything that reminds me of Matt Matt White, right? (laughs) That's right. Wayne Macken, Desenzo Miller. The good good old days of Matt White. Pig prather. Yeah, man. But,
0: but, no, it's a good look. The script state is awesome. It's anything to replace that banner M. Not a fan. I've never been a fan of that. And I'm grateful to see that we're moving away from that with the state. I think the state script – We'll stay, and I agree. That's a, that's a phenomenal – you know, and I, you and I both have said we're suckers for it's script. the best one. But the throwback 98 should have a yearly presence in one game. Make it homecoming. I'd love to see an all-white, like the snowball that we wore. Big fan of the interlocking MSU coming back. And then my beef uh, my I, beef of the week, yeah, go ahead. real quick, was I've already kind of mentioned it. I've got ten and a half hours tomorrow in the truck heading home to plan for our, our fantasy football draft content because – why is it so expensive to fly? Like I get that you got to pay for the gas and the the mileage or whatever that comes with that plane for the plane. But it is ridiculous how expensive plane tickets are right now just for me to fly from Myrtle Beach to Memphis to be to get back home. Like it is it should not cost a car payment more than a car payment for me to fly home, especially when I've got a truck that gets you know 18 miles per gallon on a good day on the highway. And it's right. infinitely cheaper, cheaper for me to drive it home than it is to fly home right now. So my beef I tell you is what, airline prices. Just,
1: yeah, just make your beef inflation. <laughs> you know, we could do I a whole mean, show is I mean, everything that. is expensive. I saw, me, I, we
0: talked about this in a phone call yesterday that uh-huh. the average American is paying over $790 more in the month of July for groceries, services, and home insert whatever right um i forget the exact word that they use then they were two years ago it's just incredible how much more expensive things have gotten and we've talked about this numerous times drew off air like i feel like i can't walk out my door for cheaper than 250 dollars for whatever i'm doing
1: i know you know you i've got a family of five and i've just had to put the brakes on going Mm -hmm. out to eat because that's you know in mississippi and in the south you know it's one of our biggest flaws, but what we do for fun yeah, is eat. sure. You know, and that's what we're raised for. And on a Friday and Saturday night, that's what you do is you take your family and you go out to eat. I can't do that for less than $100. No, I
0: imagine not. It.
1: And therefore, I don't do it. It's a, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. the
0: same here for this family of one in Myrtle Beach because it's a tourist town. It's expensive to go out to right. eat, but I could not imagine trying to feed five miles going out, even in a low-cost low, low cost town like Ripley or Carn somewhere like that.
1: Whew. Right. There is no such thing as low cost town not anymore right but w- w- if we keep talking about this we're gonna get into politics and that's not what this show is so about. this
0: week's stat of the week is brought to you by a future sponsor of the two bucks sports podcast we are looking <laughs> for sponsors if you want your business or your podcast or whatever to sponsor a segment you let us know don't we'll you glad to do it
1: doesn't your pt company need a need to advertise <laughs> we're, with us? we're
0: cutting the costs left and right man yeah good luck yeah. with that um, mm-hmm. but our stat of the week is yet another baseball stat. I love baseball stats. We talked about that. Baseball stats the are the
1: best, as long as you don't get into the weeds of advanced no. stats that nobody understands. No, these
0: are these are stats for the people that our listeners, who may or may right. not be baseball fans, can appreciate.
1: Right, and ours right.
0: this week I got off of barstool gambling. So there was a four game stretch up to Sunday. So let's see, it had been Sunday, Saturday, Friday, so Thursday through Sunday last week. Where the New York Yankees went zero and four, they lost all four games. They had seventeen hits, they scored four runs, and had no stolen bases as a team.
1: Mm.
0: In that, s- they,
1: they they are they are falling. Also, quickly. with
0: one of the highest payrolls in baseball, uh, I hate yeah, to see. It. I, I saw something. I wish I, I saw it kind of in passing before it it cleared off my uh, Instagram feed. Just how much Giancarlo Stanton is making per game that he hasn't played? He's made more money as a non-participant as a Yankee than he has in games played, just because he's been hurt or different wow. things. But I'll maybe I'll have that for our, our stat of the week next week. But this week's we talked about the Yankees over 17 hits, four runs, and no stolen bases in that same four-game stretch. One Julio Franco or Julio Rodriguez. No. I <laughs> Wander Franco was on there. Julio Rodriguez. But Julio Franco was also
1: right. a great Major League Baseball player right. in the 90s, 2000s. Right. For
0: Cardinals, so. different, different organizations. But Julio Rodriguez, in that same four-game stretch, led the Mariners to a 4-0 record. He had 17 hits. He accounted for five runs by himself, and he had three stolen bases in that same four-game stretch.
1: So, the same amount of yep. hits – four more runs and three more no, stolen no. One bases one more run
0: and five more stolen bases
1: one more run and five more stolen mm-hmm. bases than the than Yankees the, and, and four more wins
0: Yankees team and four more wins <laughs> he had four straight four-hit games
1: yeah and a five yeah. in there four plus there so somewhere. four straight
0: four plus yeah. games it was a, that was the first time that's happened since like the, the late 90s it's ridiculous how long it's been four straight four plus hit games
1: it sounds like one of those stats it's like Julio Rodriguez is the first player since bootstrap McGill for the for the Oakland bombers in 1846 yeah. to have 17 hits in four games you know?
0: yeah it's just one of those only baseball stats and Julio Rodriguez right. was the hottest player in the world on that four-game stretch and outperformed the New York Yankees who I guarantee you he's getting paid a lot less than most of that that lineup
1: for now he's <laughs> for one now. of those players that'll end up being a Yankee yeah.
0: <laughs> you know yeah if, if if you can't beat him make him join you I guess
1: right you can suck and that's be rich it,
0: man that's it so a uh, couple things Drew there's been some great TV lately we talked about this last week with the Johnny Manziel uh the Money Manziel documentary that dropped I finished the Balco Untold Balco last night did you finish it
1: yeah I, I I have finished Man, it. Man,
0: was it good? It was just such a good story. I don't believe a single word Victor Conti says. That guy is a snake oil salesman. Just I I didn't buy it at all whatsoever.
1: Well, that's one of those it we're really getting I'm getting to the age to where I have watched and been able to watch it and then have the years of recollection mm-hmm. and then we've hit the age in which we're seeing documentaries of sports events that we watched I remember every bit of that. The Tim Montgomery was a little
0: bit before my time, but I remembered Marion Jones, all the Barry Bonds stuff.
1: Balco, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, Balco got implicated. Both Giambi brothers, Gary Sheffield, Barry Bonds, Mm. all of them. And so, yeah, I remember that. And that's how you can tell you're getting older. They're they're writing documentaries and producing documentaries based on things that you watch
0: live. Oh, yeah, and I remember all those home runs that Barry Bonds said. I remember Mark McGuire pointing that finger, and, I, you know, Rafael Palmeiro, all these guys that got yeah. busted associated with Balco, lying to a grand jury about not receiving steroids. And even Victor Conti in the documentary was saying that. But go watch it, judge for yourself, leave us a comment, tell us what you think about it. But the most important do- –
1: It's called Hall, Hall of, of Shame. shame untold Hall of mm-hmm. Shame.
0: It's a picture of a baseball being injected. Great, great documentary but Untold dropped another one last night and as soon as we wrap this podcast recording up tonight, I'm going to go start episode one The Untold Swamp Kings it. you already watched it?
1: Yeah, it was a slow day in the office today and so I was able to do a lot of computer work and had it <sighs>
0: on How good was it, man? It's did really you watch good. all four episodes? I will, or? Say,
1: yeah, uh, I will say it did not get into the dirtiness as much as I would <sighs> hoped I mean, it's it's basically Tim Tebow's and national championship pursuit of oh come on man. three out of four national championship it it, it does give me the really dirty man hit. I want to know about the no. Pouncey
0: brothers and a and Aaron Hernandez and like that team had some personalities Hernandez is
1: mentioned once
0: get out of the here. whole show I mean he, yeah he was good at Florida he didn't really evolve until he got prof- professional but like he's a huge but part that of was that the birth. That's, that's where it yeah. started
1: yeah I'm not gonna spoil it for you it was entertaining mm-hmm. but it was something I could do while like, actually being productive.
0: Man, it, I've been looking forward to know? that all summer. That's a bummer. Man, yeah. maybe I shouldn't have asked. Should have so, left that alone.
1: Uh, But it is good. It's solid. And it's easy. I mean, they're 45-minute episodes, yeah. you know, so you can burn through it pretty So, quick. it's easy
0: to kind of roll through. Well, I'm going to start with one tonight, and, and we'll go from there. Um, we'll kind of see. So, again, if you watch that, give us your thoughts. Give us your takes. We'd love to know what your thoughts on the, on the Swamp Kings documentary is as we uh, kind of roll into college football season yeah i've got one trivia question for you and it's a tough one it's a doozy but i I thought this was interesting before we roll into our sec preview what better than one sec football trivia question yes and that is do you know who the top 10 single season point scorers are in sec history
1: Point, point
0: scores. scores. Again, I know this one's tough. Oh. This is hard. Yeah. you think kickers? There's going to be a bunch of kickers. there's two kickers. Daniel Carlson. Yeah, there's two kickers.
1: Oh, there's only two, two kickers? kickers? Daniel Carlson not is one of them? One of them? Uh, the problem is I'm not going to be able to remember all the kickers. I know. I remember Daniel Carlson never so, missed I'll anything. I'll give you the two
0: kickers. and uh, Well, tell me a score uh, Georgia. And it's not the one you think. He's a professional kicker.
1: It's... It's not Rodrigo. No, Blanchett, that's who yeah. I
0: initially would have thought, but it's not him.
1: Okay, I don't know, man. Jack,
0: the Jack pudlinsney oh, And then, okay. and then nope. an LSU kicker.
1: <laughs> is that uh, uh, Joey Sly? Or uh, didn't Josh Lambeau go to LSU? Yeah, neither one of those. This uh, is an
0: older one. This one's probably... This is the seventy fifth anniversary of the SEC, so that was probably about eight, six to eight years ago.
1: Six to eight years ago. Okay, what does that have to do with the seventy fifth anniversary? I'm trying to think of what oh, it was. The yeah, yeah, no, seventy fifth
0: yeah. SEC anniversary is the jersey he has on.
1: Oh, oh, gotcha. He was at uh,
0: LSU uh let's see. He's I don't uh, it's Colt Colt David is the L S U kicker. Many years oh, ago. No, no, now the rest no, of these are their yeah. are their are points. Oh, excuse me. There's one other LSU kicker is Cade York. He was hiding in there. Cade York, Cade more York, relevant, more recent the, uh, one. He was part of the. Yeah, he's
1: at. Uh, he he's in the NFL he now. Is. is it the the Browns? I think. You're think right. Maybe? He was
0: part of that like game of the century, that six to three Alabama LSU yeah. game. Yeah. He's Cleveland Browns. So, um, yeah. all right. So the other ones are offensive players, obviously. We've got one, right. two Joe Burrow three, four, five, six running backs and one right wide receiver.
1: Okay, so I guess passing touchdowns didn't count. No, I man. guess it's
0: receiving is they're giving it to the receiver.
1: Bo Jackson.
0: Um, there is one Auburn representative on here and is not who I would have thought. Ronnie nope. Brown. More recent.
1: Cadillac. Oh, uh, that' not more recent. Uh, what's the guy's name? That's uh, Tank mm-hmm. Bigby.
0: A little bit older than Tank,
1: dude.
0: I... Trey Mason is the Auburn representative. He oh, scored 150 the... points in a season.
1: Yeah. Uh, that he was on that uh, title mm-hmm.
0: team. Yep. So, we've got uh, one, two, three. We've got four Alabama running backs. There's can- number two. He scored 168 points.
1: Ingram. Nope. Richardson. He
0: is tied for seventh with 144 points, tied with the one of the other Alabama running backs. La- uh,
1: Drake. Lacey. Older. Um, 1999, 98,
0: 2000. Sean, Sean Alexander, Alexander, NFL MVP. Um, the yeah. other Alabama running backs set the single season record with 180 points. He's currently playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Um currently playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers at running back. Uh Najee, Najee Harris.
0: Harris. So then all we've got left yeah. is an Alabama wide receiver and an Amari LSU Cooper. running back. More recent.
1: Um uh more recent uh Judy Heisman trophy winner. Oh, Devonte Smith. Smith
0: is tied for fifth, and an LSU receiver,
1: an LSU running back, Joseph Adon. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> recently <reasonably> way <laughs> back. Yeah, uh, um. Shoot. Clyde Edwards not All-air. quite that recent. <laughs> uh, he is not-
0: famous for tossing Auburn defenders like they are rag dolls. Oh, Fournette. Leonard Fournette scored 138 yeah. points. So that is your all-time yeah. single-season point total. And you think about it; it makes sense for more recent. He
1: killed an, yeah, he killed an Ole Miss defender. If you ever want to watch, yeah. whatever, uh, you watch any mixtape of Leonard Fournette, and you will see him obliterating. You got that one, and defender.
0: then you got Trent Richardson's, where he put that poor kid on skates uh, over in the corner. Yeah, Cinquez Whoa. Golson.
1: Yeah. Who went on to lead the country in interceptions the next year, and sealed the, or two years later, I guess, and sealed the uh, the 2014 game against Alabama with a pick in the back yeah. of the end zone where he got a foot. Down uh, yeah, did he get tra- over he, he,
0: he didn't he play in the pros? He got drafted by Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh that's
1: right. Uh, he he kind of flamed mm. out. Honestly, his best chance at making a lot of money was he was an incredible baseball player. Oh yeah, he got drafted out of high school. And uh, he played one year at Ole Miss, but then just gave it up to pursue mm-hmm. football.
0: And probably shouldn't have because uh, he got he got he w- sh- well. No,
1: he was great. Man. He was great. Yeah, his last year at but Ole Miss, for but a he was just career. undersized yeah. for a professional. Yeah, career, yeah. He was he was about five nine, five ten, yeah. playing corner in the NFL. That's just not going. No,
0: but look up that video. No. He got absolutely shook out of his shoes by Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson's one of his many college highlights, but another professional player who flamed out. Oh yeah all right drew we've we've lollygagged long enough it is time to do six more sec teams so hopefully y'all got something out of last week we deep dove on six sec teams more some of the top teams uh plus arkansas and south carolina this <laughs> week uh we're kind of more middle of the packs and teams that might struggle a bit in 2023 so we're going to kick it off with a team with
1: and mississippi state is not and even and in neither is
0: old miss how about that <laughs>
1: I'll miss winning it.
0: (laughs) I cannot wait for next week. Oh, I cannot wait. All right, so we're going to kick it off with a team with a new head coach, a new head man, one of Drew's favorite all-time coaches, individuals, and people. We're going to go to the Plains down in Auburn and talk about those Auburn Tigers and their 2023 prospects.
1: Yeah, so Auburn is – headline by Ole Miss Reject Hugh Freeze. <laughs> uh he went to rehab in uh in Lynchburg, Virginia for a few years and he's come back to the SEC West to take over the Auburn Tigers. And I'm gonna tell you, Rusty, I, I don't like Hugh Freeze. I don't buy him as a person or the platform or, or kind of what he says. He's just burned mm-hmm. me. And I know that ain't very Christian of me, uh, to hold that over but he He started smelling sour for Ole Miss fans way before it actually hit the fan. And so I just don't really have much for him. Uh, I've always said the biggest scheme that Hugh Freeze pulled was getting fired before he had to coach the teams that stunk. Uh, He left that to (laughs) Matt Luke, which was extremely unfair because he totally neglected signing defensive players after Robert Kimdichie and Tony Conner, that second class he had that was number one in the country. I don't think he's not another defender the rest of the time. <laughs> so, uh, it's really a shame that he, he got to get fired before he got to get fired for actually being a poor football yeah. coach. However, or a poor recruiter. Right. Decent football and, coach. Uh, yeah, I think he's really good. X's and mm. O's, he's great. He's really great in the living he's room. He's also very passionate. Players He'll moms. coach from a hospital
0: yeah. bed up in the in the press box if needed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you what, just total tone. He can be completely and totally yep. tone deaf. It's <laughs> just bad. Uh, but Auburn as a team, they've got the fifth ranked strength of schedule in the SEC this year. Uh, Before we dive into so schedule, a little
0: little tidbit about them. Uh, I don't know if you knew this or not. They have acquired twenty players through the portal nine of which are projected to be offensive starters, could be 10. If Jarquez Hunter isn't back, he is currently practicing, but they're still awaiting what's going to happen with his leaked sex tape from back in the spring. Not something you thought you'd hear on this oh, podcast tonight.
1: Yeah, I, I was trying to remember what mm-hmm. it was. about. And then here. they've got a
0: guard. The only other person is a returning guard. And so if he gets beat out, they would have 10 new offensive starters if, if Hunter is back from the transfer portal.
1: Yeah, and that could go either way. I mean, as a team that – I cheer for a team that gets very transfer portal heavy. But I think uh, when you got a new coach coming in, it doesn't really hinder you as much to – because you're installing a whole new system anyways. It's not like you're acclimating to everybody else's system. Right. You know, everybody on the team has got is used to the system. Everybody's coming in on a new playing field here. Yeah. So.
0: Uh that could go they gotta transfer way. a quarterback Peyton Thorne from Michigan State. He's got a big arm, run a little bit. They've got Robbie Ashford who's returning who could not throw his way out of a wet paper bag but could run the ball pretty effectively so
1: but he uh the thorn guy got named the right. starter for week right. one um and week one uh they'll go and play uh they'll play uMass at home so what's the What's the number, Russ Do you have the fan? Yeah, so they're the uh, so or the SEC championship
0: number? odds are plus eight thousand. Their over under win is six and a half. So, six, six and, and a, half.
1: a half. Okay, so we'll go through here and we'll see kind of how how we think. We think we're they're going to open up with a win versus UMass, I'm sure. Yep. Um, and then they go at Cal. They go to Berkeley. Northern California to play at nine thirty lo uh it'll be nine thirty central time kickoff at Cal. Uh in Miss did
0: that not too long ago.
1: And Ole Miss got <laughs> smacked. Of course, that was the you know, that was the Matt Luke Philongo days and so well, that may have been the end of Freeze. That may have been I think that was last Freeze's year. last It was Shay Patterson. Yeah. The, the year Shea Patterson was a starter. That would have so. been
0: freezes last year. And so that's a tough yeah. one. State went out to Arizona two time zones away at one last year. I think Auburn can do it. They're Cal. They're the Pac-12. But that don't sleep on that long plane ride from Auburn, Alabama, out to Berkeley, man.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to put that down as a loss because it is early in the season and that's a hard trip to make. I don't really know. I'm, I'm doing that as a loss without really knowing what Cal is yeah. being lately. Uh, I know they did have that coach there for a little while that had them pretty solid, uh, especially on defense. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but to get, to, to get over seven and a half, you really need that Cal win.
0: Uh, I had them winning that I'm on, game. I'm going to chalk it up. I had lost. them winning that game. I I, I kind of had them right on that over and under line, but we'll get more to that here in a minute. I had them winning that game. But, I, again, that could very easily okay. be a loss.
1: Uh, then they come home to an in-state rival, the Bulldogs of Samford. Mm-hmm. Not Stanford,
0: Samford. not the Cardinal, but the Bulldogs. Um,
1: right, uh, I'm giving the win. Would yep, say you? Win. Uh, they go at uh, a- at Texas A&M. Twenty uh, third ranked Texas yeah. A&M
0: loss. I don't you think they, I don't think they go. To Auburn. I don't think they go to Kyle Field and win that game.
1: You know, I don't believe in Texas A&M, but also. You know, I believe in Hugh Freeze, mm-hmm. but I believe in Hugh Freeze the later the season goes exactly. on. I think you look at games like Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, down the back half of that se- of that mm-hmm. schedule, that's where I look at him really making ways. Um, I'm going to go with a win against A&M just because I'm very vocal about how little I believe Texas A&M does anything. And then they get Georgia at home. Um Pretty simple, that's right? Awesome. <laughs> Number one, Georgia. <laughs> that's yeah.
0: a that might be ugly.
1: Yeah, and then Van, and then LSU, who, as we said last week, is my pick to win. This mm-hmm.
0: I think that's a win for LSU. I think Auburn picks up that loss there before they hit some games where you said Hugh Freeze might find his stride.
1: Yeah. So so far, I've got I've got Auburn at three and three going into a road matchup against Ole Miss. Preseason rank number twenty-two, Ole Miss. You've got at them three and three, at just with a different three win. And three mm-hmm. as well, yeah. So you've got them beating Cal, losing to A and M, A and M, and I've got them winning against A and M, losing to Cal. Uh, so then you got a matchup against Ole Miss. Uh, this is going to be the first time Hugh Freeze plays Ole Miss in Oxford as the coach of an SEC team. He did come to town last year. Uh, with Liberty, but this game's at uh, Auburn.
0: This one's yeah, this one's a home game at yeah, Auburn. Yeah,
1: right, it, right. That's why I, was, I got, guess I kind of went around the world saying it's on the road. And next year, Ole Miss is and Auburn are not going to play each other. So I don't know when Hugh Freeze will come back to Oxford as the coach of Auburn, but it's not scheduled right now. Um, uh, to me, this one is going to be emotional. I think Ole Miss wins because I'm starting – the more research I do on Ole Miss, and I'm a, I'm a homer, I'm, I'll couch it, uh, the more bullish I get on the number. The number's only seven and a half for Ole Miss, but we'll get into that next
0: week. I also agree. I think just because of talent, I think because of continuity, I think because of some of the returning players, Ole Miss has done a little bit better in the transfer portal. I have Ole Miss winning that game, another loss for the Auburn Tigers.
1: Yeah. So – uh I put win on here because I'm thinking from an Ole Miss perspective. <laughs> so, uh, and then they have Mississippi State come to town. They, they're just playing host to the Mississippi schools uh, the week for two weeks there in October. What say you about Mississippi State versus
0: all uh, Again, uh, as my astute colleague said just a minute ago, I, the more I research Mississippi State, which we'll get into next week, uh the more i'm bullish on the over uh we're at six and a half i'm bullish on the over and i think this is one um i think this is one game that state will win for sure i think that we had their number last year we were down getting our butt kicked 28-3 to came back and won 46-28 different coach different team different players but i think that state will also be finding their stride around this time mississippi state wins
1: yeah uh i don't know which way to do it on this uh I mean, I've got – I've got right now going into the Mississippi State game, I've got Auburn being one, two, three, four and four. Uh, you've got them three and five – or three and four going into Mississippi State, leaving three and five. Um, I just – I'm going to put Auburn win on that one. Of course one. you are. I'm telling you, Rusty, I just – I know what Hugh Freeze is. I don't know what Zach Garnett
0: yeah, is. Yeah, and I get that. But Zach Arnett is also returning. He's got guys believing. in. He's got <laughs> – defense returns a ton of starters. But, again, we got a lot of production coming back. We'll save that for next week. woo saw. I think Auburn loses to Mississippi State.
1: All right. So, then they travel on the road to the deconstructed field in Nashville <laughs> uh, to play the Vanderbilt. That holds
0: 28,000, which is smaller than most Texas high school stadiums.
1: Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Uh, this is an easy yeah, win. Yeah, for sure. I will. I will believe Vanderbilt. I will pick Vanderbilt to beat somebody when I see it. Uh, and I know we did see them beat Kentucky. La- I mean, uh, Tennessee last uh, uh Florida <laughs> last year. Easy for you, but, to but yeah, <laughs> for once it's me getting marble mouthed <laughs> and not you. So uh, yeah. So we both have this as a win for Auburn, yep. for Vandy, yep. against Vandy. And then they go at Arkansas, uh, a road trip, back-to-back road trips here. Uh, They go to Fayetteville to play Arkansas. Uh, You have any overarching thoughts about this game?
0: No. You know, usually I would pick the home team, but I'm not buying Arkansas. I'm not – they've got Rocket Sanders. I'm not – I don't believe in K.J. Jefferson a ton. I don't know that Sam Pittman is the answer. He's a great motivator, rah-rah guy. I have this as a win for Auburn.
1: See, I have it as a loss uh because I am bullish on what Arkansas can do they make me a little nervous replacing all their coordinators but if there's one thing they can do if they choose to they could slow this down and make it really dirty with K- with KJ and rocket yeah uh, and kind of sit on you if their defense is going to yeah. I picked Arkansas
0: to lose you know, yeah show I picked up. Arkansas to lose last week I'm sticking with it this week uh
1: New Mexico State will we'll bring us through this one. And then they've got the Iron Bowl. This year it's at Tuscaloosa and if it's at home.
0: could be It's in, it's in Auburn.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, it is in Auburn. Um this would be just the Hugh Freeze miracle of all miracles. If he could go into uh if he could have Alabama come into town and then knock them off, it would just be incredible
0: he did it twice at Ole Miss I said last week I think Alabama loses a road SEC game and I could see it being this one with some late season magic on the plains Auburn is notorious for having a kooky a bounce a kick six that tip that hail Mary against Georgia and they win games they are not supposed to but they usually do that at home and I think this could be a game that they win and so for me, I had them finishing the year at seven and five with this as a win.
1: And your schedule kind of looks like what I said could be possible. You've got three straight wins, you've got five straight losses, and then four straight yep. wins down the stretch <laughs> there, with you know, ending with a win in the Iron Bowl with Alabama. Uh, Hugh Freeze always does rivalry games mm-hmm. big. He He always knows how to speak with kids in rivalry games. And maybe that's because he's a Mississippi kid and he was on the staff at Ole Miss for Ogeron and then he came back to Ole Miss as the head coach. And so he just knew how to speak the language in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. We'll see if he can translate that to Alabama as well, but I think he can to the folks of Alabama cheering for Auburn. Uh, He can get them dialed in. It'll be a good game. I'm just not picking Alabama.
0: There you go. Well, I had him at seven and five. Would you have him finishing that? I
1: ended up six and six with the under hitting.
0: Yeah. All right, we'll find out in just a few short weeks. Yeah. Next. And
1: I mean, they're not starting off with anything fun to watch. No, so
0: we won't. I really won't pay attention to them until September twenty third when they play a And M.
1: No, I'm going to watch that late game at Cal. That'll (sighs) be fun. That'll be a my buddy Witt. That's a ten thirty kickoff for you. Yeah, my
0: buddy Witt and I. Uh, I took a nap and we had a, a Skype call very similar to how we do our podcast here last year when State played at Arizona and that was a struggle for a team that I care about so I am not watching Auburn at 1030 at night no way no how
1: yeah I'll let you know how yeah, it goes sounds
0: good I'll read about it in the funny papers the next day but speaking of funny papers we've got we're gonna stick in the SEC West one of my uh, least favorite teams one of the teams I'm not super high on but I'm hoping for an absolute meltdown on the sideline, and that is the cult that is Texas A&M, uh, you know, with the yell leaders and the, the band practice and all the crap that they do. The 12th man is pretty cool. I'll give them that. Their stadium is loud, but it just feels like a cult. And A&M, you're up next.
1: Yeah, so A&M, uh, as far as strength of schedule goes, uh, they are ranked uh, 11th. You know, the big games that they're going to have, uh, they're going to go at Miami in week number two. Uh, that's the only out-of-conference game that really matters. Their crossover in the West, they'll catch Tennessee on the road in Knoxville, and then they will have
0: – South Carolina at home.
1: South Carolina at home. And so it's pretty cake schedule. As far as SEC schedules go, um, however, that doesn't really matter to me when we're talking about A and M. Uh, we'll just let's go with this a little different here. Uh, let's just knock out our for sure wins. Uh, obviously, we're both going to think that they're going to win against New Mexico, UL Monroe, uh, and Abilene yep. Christian. Is that fair? I agree. To say? And by the way, the over/under
0: on DraftKings is seven and a half. Seven and a half. half. Okay, but they're they're a plus fourteen hundred to win the SEC. So one of the higher, uh, one of the better odds, right up tied with Tennessee.
1: Yeah, but
0: I mean, it's still not great odds. That's because
1: how many people are you actually picking? It's going to be Georgia or Alabama or. And, you know, the fact that they're even with Tennessee does, says more about Tennessee than it does. A&M. And according but,
0: to what I'm looking at here uh, from RotoWire, AM has been holding at 14 to 1. Tennessee just climbed from 16 to 1 to 14 to 1 to tie in with them. So the money must be going, uh, must be trending whoa, in that direction. Seriously?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the quarterback for AM? This uh, year? It
0: is uh, Connor Wegman. He finished out the season last year as a freshman. This will be his sophomore yeah, campaign. I Uh, New OC, remember we got Bobby Petrino that's allegedly going to be calling plays. Jimbo said he was going to let him. We'll see. I doubt it. But uh, Connor Wegman is going to be their starting quarterback. And who? one of the players that I picked is kind of an impact player to see what would happen with Bobby Petrino at the helm of that offense.
1: Yeah, if I remember correctly, he was really young, but he Mm -hmm. could really run Mm -hmm. if he was was given the opportunity. Arm wasn't great, but he could run. Yeah, yeah. And so – I mean, let's let's just get into yep. it. Do you think uh, they go at Miami? Is that in? That's
0: Coral actually Gables? at Miami. It's not a neutral site. It's in Coral Gables. Okay. Um,
1: hold on. Go I ahead.
0: did not have them losing a non-conference game. I think Miami's trash. Miami is not good. They're one of the. They're they're a, a, just a shell of their former glory days. And I think A and M can go win that game. It's early, but I think that's a very winnable game for Texas A&M
1: you don't think Cristobal starts the getting it pointed in the right direction at least? I've seen
0: nothing man I've seen nothing that leads me to think they're going to be a decent team
1: hmm. alright I mean I'm cool with that they've only got oh this is weird so they've only got four true right. road games this year because of uh, Arkansas being at Jerry World that stinks so bad mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give a and a win at Miami. Uh, then you got Auburn. Yep. Uh, I picked this one just a minute ago, so I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say that, uh, that Auburn gets the win, and uh, they f- get their first loss of the year. And I,
0: picked, uh, a- I picked A&M to still win that game. Uh, their first loss is still ahead of them. I had them to beat Auburn at home.
1: And then you get to the Jerry World game, the Walmart kickoff, if you – if you must. Um, to me, these teams, just blend them together and make one college team out of it, and they'd probably be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got similar colors. You know, nobody really cares one way or the other about them in the SEC, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're within the friendly confines of the state of Arkansas. Or a Sam's Club. Or that little po- <laughs> yeah Or that little pocket of Houston that Texas A&M gets to claim. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, let's just merge them together and make one big team.
0: <laughs> I like it. Let the So, you
1: just want to call it a tie? Yeah, then? we'll
0: call that a tie. We'll call it Texas, Arkansas, and mechanical school, Texas A&M. But uh, I had them – let's see. I picked them to lose that uh, – you got to lose that game to Arkansas. Um, I think that that's a, a game that they will – that will be their first loss. It's a not a true road game, but I had, I had Arkansas sneaking up and winning that game. Yeah, I'm going with Arkansas.
1: Uh, at Bama – I mean, Bama at home, we agree that's going to be a loss. A loss. And
0: this is where things get dicey for him.
1: Yeah, at UT, I've got that as a loss.
0: Yeah, same, loss.
1: Uh, South Carolina, that's, that's a, win. a win at home. Uh, at Ole Miss is, is a, a loss because I refuse. I don't. I don't know that they've beaten Ole Miss in Oxford since Johnny Football mm-hmm. was there. Uh, Mississippi State at home. We've
0: had their number. For whatever reason, we we beat A&M. That's one game that we typically win. Uh, that's a game that's something that we've always historically played really well at. I, I think we could beat them again next year. I really do. We're returning a lot of offensive production. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I think we could win that game. But I, I Yeah, but I've
1: got it as a loss. Based
0: game. on my projections, I have that as a loss for Mississippi State.
1: Okay, then they end at LSU after a game at Bowling Christian that I'm not going to even no, talk
0: about. I have them losing to LSU.
1: So I've got one, two, three, four, five, and seven for A and M, and you've got them at one, two, three, four, six, and six. I think either way, Jimbo gets fired. Yeah, I
0: don't think that he hits the over. I think that they are not a great team, and I think they find a way to pay that massive buyout. I agree.
1: Yeah, and the buyout got smaller yeah. just by having an extra yeah. year. on. You know, you get coaching for an yeah. extra year. Fortunately, absolutely. And I'm with you. I'm really hoping for the whole thing to blow yeah. up Petrino to, like, you know, firing midseason to make Petrino the and, interim and then, like, let him be really good to where they have to decide whether or not they're going to make Bobby Petrino their full-time I that's what I would we'll love see. nothing
0: more than that. You, 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 you know, lose, uh, shoot, shoot, win your non-conference game, lose to Auburn, Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, go into that open day, get fired for South Carolina, let him win some games towards the end of the year, pull a Coach O, point him in the right direction. I would love nothing more, like you said, than by Petrino to get that job and then it blow up again next year.
1: <laughs> Let's see when their bye week is. I'm going to try it's to find when they're October going to. October 21st. It's
0: between at Tennessee oh, okay. and home against at South Tennessee. Carolina.
1: Oh, so they'll leave him on the tarmac in, in Knoxville. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. So at that point, worst case scenario, if he's going to get fired after that game, you're going to have a loss against on on the road at Miami, and and then by my calculations, that puts him at like one in one in five. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get off the when you get off the plane mm-hmm. and. College Station after getting beat by Tennessee. Yeah, you go into that bye yeah. week
0: with your only wins being New Mexico and ULM, and and his his job's in trouble.
1: Yeah, his job's he's yeah. done. That's what he is. So, all right, let's talk about a football school, uh, which is the University of Kentucky. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. Uh, Mark Stoops is back. I love Mark I do Stoops. Too, man. Big fan of his. I think, I think Kentucky is like the perfect job for a head coach, and as a fan, if you could – if Cal Perry could put together a run every once in a while in March Madness, the Kentucky fandom for football would be great because as long as Cal Perry's doing good, then football is just icing on top. You know, you don't have to be 10-2. and two. You don't have to be competing for the SEC East, but you do have to – be good in basketball and respectable in football and that's why Mark Stoops is where he's at. He's been really good. They're getting Devin O'Leary from N C State who was really, really good last year. Uh and so and they're losing the quarterback who just signed a lifetime sponsorship by Dukes Mayonnaise, So it's an obvious upgrade there. You know, you're the Titans fan here, you spend a second round pick on him. Don't you think Devin O'Leary's an upgrade?
0: Yes. Over I 100% men, agree. The Cowboy. Uh, Devin, Devin Lear won some big games at NC State. The SEC is not the ACC, but I do think he is a better transfer and a better talent than the mayonnaise superstar. Hellman's, Hellman's own. Mm. Oh, it's Hellman's? Hellman's no, it's yours? Hellman's. Hellman's signed him. Oh, and
1: it, I mean, that's all trash.
0: In the, in the ad, he mixed some Hellman's in his coffee and then put Hellman's on a muffin and ate it. And it's like... Like bro, retire. Like you're you're Dude, done. He's the worst. You're done.
1: All right, Kentucky's going zero and twelve this year. <laughs> I just changed my mind. Uh, they they start with a home game cupcake against Ball and State. the
0: over under real quick from DraftKings over under yeah. for Kentucky is six and a half.
1: Okay, my initial thought on that is that they're going I over, agree. but I hadn't looked at the schedule yet. You think? You yeah, think I've got. Good?
0: I'm fairly high on Kentucky. As we'll see as we go through this.
1: Okay. So, we're going to go through the obvious ones. We obviously think that they're going to beat Ball State. Um, Then you've got Eastern Kentucky. Can you name me the mascot of Eastern Kentucky? Nope. I was going to name it for you, but then I'm pretty sure I was going to be wrong. I'll look it up. I was was going to say the Norse, but that's Northern
0: Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky. Uh,
1: The Colonels.
0: The Colonel. Yeah kernels yeah
1: um so we got a win against ball state a win against eastern kentucky then you've got uh lebron's Mm. own
0: the zips akron zips yep
1: uh i'm gonna have that as a win i assume you are too and then they have another out of conference game on the road (laughs) against vanderbilt uh so that's an easy four and for kentucky Uh, they're going to end up ranked probably at that point uh, just because there's going to be some teams that get mm. beat in competitive games that will drop out. Uh, and then they go to Florida. And uh, I'll get into Florida a little bit in a minute, uh, but I think this is going to be an easy win for Kentucky. I think
0: it's a home game that they beat Kentucky, and I think they are ranked. I think they're 5-0 and as they head into Georgia playing at Athens, and I think that could be at least SEC game day will be there. Who knows if college game day doesn't make their first trip to Athens right then. Yeah. Uh, so you'll have 5-0 oh two Georgia's teams, and then Georgia's going to the Georgia's gonna absolutely yeah. run through them, man. Like like Nick yeah. Saban famously said, we won't quote on this family podcast, Georgia will decimate Kentucky.
1: Yes. Uh, then you've got Tennessee. Uh, no, I'm sorry. you got Missouri coming to Kroger Field and Lexington. Yeah, I think that's a that, – That one's kind of tricky, but I'm going <laughs> – because I said I was high on Kentucky – uh, I'm thinking that. a
0: win. I agree. Missouri's defense, we'll get to this in a few minutes, is going to be really good this year. They have a couple NFL like caliber guys at D-line, linebacker, and defensive back, but it's not enough. Kentucky wins at home.
1: Uh, and then uh, UT at home, uh, 12th-ranked Tennessee preseason. Uh, I'm giving that on. I
0: agree. I think Tennessee beats them uh, in, at Kroger Field. Tennessee's just a more talented team
1: all right you got that a loss and then at mississippi
0: state the home team always wins if you look back at this series over the last probably 10 years the home team always wins mississippi state wins here It's a loss for kentucky
1: okay uh so if i give kentucky a win here that clinches the over and that'll have them at Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 7, and 2 going into the last two weeks of the season. Just based on the number alone, I'm going to say that's probably not the case. I'm high on Kentucky, but I don't know that I'm (laughs) 7 and 2. Yeah. Uh, So, I'm going to give them a loss here, even though I'm not really convinced that Mississippi State's the team that's going to give them an L. I do think that they're going to get another one in there somewhere. Uh, Then Bama at home, that's a loss. Uh, at South Carolina is tricky, uh, but I'm not high on South Carolina this year, so I think that's a win. And I, and Yeah, you go Yep, ahead.
0: same. I think it's a win. Yeah, so I was just going to agree.
1: And a few things about Kentucky make me happier than when they beat Louisville. I don't know what it is about Louisville. I just, you know, that's the only point of like SEC pride I get is I think I always cheer for Kentucky over <laughs> Louisville. I can't really tell you why. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I agree. I kind of uh, – I, I don't know why, but I like – Seeing so Kentucky win that game, I actually have Kentucky at eight and four this year. Their four losses being Georgia, Tennessee State, and Alabama. six. four, five,
1: six. I've got them at seven and five. So, so I've got them barely getting the over here. Uh, all right. This next team we're going to cover is very tricky. Yeah. Because I did believe in Billy Napier. I actually wanted him. He was on a short list of coaches that I wanted to come to Ole Miss if Lane wasn't available. I think what he did at uh, Louisiana was really, really solid, and he did it for a long period of time. And so he's going to hopefully get an opportunity to build something at Florida, although I also think that Florida, outside of one run with Urban Meyer and one run with Steve Spurrier, is probably the most overrated university our college football program in the SEC, uh, they're just they are just wholly mediocre, except for two runs with historic head coaches. Um, and they're let me just tell you why. What's their number?
0: So over under on Florida, and I agree with everything you just said. They've had like pockets where they were really really good, but overall, as as a history, they're they're a poverty poverty school. So over under is five win five and a half wins on DraftKings five and oh. a half and that let me look hold on let me pull that up that is holding fairly strong uh they moved up by a from a 100 a to 1 to 70 to 1 odds in the sec so they're trending up a little bit but DraftKings still has them at five and a half wins
1: yeah and they have they uh cbs has them as the hardest schedule in the sec it's not it's not uh, easy <laughs> so pair that with i've got a stat for you now Their starting quarterback has been announced. It's Graham Mertz. We talked about him last week from the University of Wisconsin transfer. Last year against AP-ranked opponents in the top 25, which you will see plenty of them. Just looking through their schedule here, one, two, three, four, five of their 12 games are against preseason top 25 teams. Graham Mertz's stats against top 25 teams. Uh, His QBR is 28. That's last I'm sorry, 38. That's last in the FBS. His completion percentage is 54%. That is last in the FBS. His interception percentage is 5%. That is last in the FBS. Mm. And his touchdown to INT ratio is 5 to 12, which is last in the FBS. Well,
0: and that's why the players that I had to watch for Florida <laughs> are Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne, Travis's younger brother. That uh-huh. quarterback, again, does nothing for me. I didn't have quite the stats that you had on it, but nothing about him is impressive. The only way Florida even comes close to sniffing five-and-a-half wins is through their running game.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's just see how many wins we get them here. Uh, Utah, that's an absolute loss for me. At,
0: at Utah. Yeah. They're going to like They may have to put in a mercy rule like SEC baseball for that game.
1: Yeah, Yeah, they're going to go to – Salt Lake City, and just get bored yeah. with. Uh, then they have McNeese uh, as their. I guess <laughs> they're going to get their. They're going to get the taste of victory. I guess, I guess so. at the expense of McNeese, uh, and then they go uh, to play Tennessee at home. So uh, Tennessee comes to town at six o'clock on sat on September the sixteenth. Uh, do you give the balls any chance at all?
0: Uh, no, I don't give the Gators a chance at all. I think I think Tennessee's going <laughs> to maul them, man. That game's not will be close.
1: Yeah. Uh, then you've got Charlotte. Uh, that team where they were good at one point have fallen from the face of the earth. I'm going to put that as a win. What say you, Bucket? Uh,
0: I agree. I think they'll beat Charlotte. Charlotte, you know, maybe a little bit better, one of those fringe teams, but they'll probably be, you know, six wins to get in the bowl, but they won't beat Florida.
1: And then we talked already about the Kentucky game. We both have Kentucky winning that yeah. game uh at home against Florida. So uh Vandy. Uh that's gonna be a loss. You think Vandy sneaks in? Vandy's yeah, gonna huh? get them two years yeah. in a row.
0: I have them winning. That's one of their only SEC games I see them winning. Um I think they beat Vanderbilt.
1: Okay. Uh what about South Carolina? I'm pretty low on them. I am
0: too, but I was there a couple of years ago. South Carolina gets really hyped for SEC opponents. I was there when South Carolina beat him at home and Beamer's first year was given some free tickets and got to go. I think that they lose at South Carolina.
1: If they lose at South Carolina. I agree because I think Williams-Brush Stadium is really hard to play, especially when they've got the – in their minds, they think that they're the favorite yeah. to win. They'll be relentless. Um then Arkansas, I mean, I'm sorry, Georgia, that's, that's a, a loss. loss. And then Arkansas. You might as well not even
0: loss. talk about Georgia because it's a, it's a loss. <laughs> no,
1: I've moved past yeah. that already. Uh, Arkansas, that one's a little tricky. Uh, it's at home in Gainesville. You have any leaning? I'm leaning towards Arkansas. I was leaning
0: towards Florida. I think that's one of their only couple of SEC wins. I think that they beat Arkansas only because it's at home. Uh, And I think that Florida only beats Vanderbilt and Arkansas in SEC play this year.
1: Vanderbilt and Arkansas. Okay. Um, And then they go at LSU. Loss. Loss. At Mizzou. Loss.
0: I think Missouri's defense is good. I'm higher on Missouri. They're trending in a better direction, I think, than Florida. I think Missouri gets the win. I'm
1: with you, and I've got a loss against Florida State. Florida
0: State is one of is a team that I'm pretty high on the ACC. Oh,
1: I might have to readjust this.
0: Nah, be. I'm not.
1: I've got them at two and ten. <laughs> <laughs> I have at least have them at four and seven.
0: <laughs> two and ten, Drew. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Drew is an anti-Florida on this podcast.
1: <laughs> You've got them at four and four and eight. Yeah, 4-8. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think we both go very under. Yeah, on. I, Yeah. if
0: I was a betting man, I'd be betting the under on Florida. If I, well, if I could bet in my state.
1: Yeah. Uh, next, we've got Missouri. Uh, Missouri, their strength of schedule this year. Uh, they're going to see it. Oh, I guess I missed them. Seventh, about middle of the pack. Uh, they play Kansas State. Mm-hmm in Memphis uh, in their non-conference, which are both really tricky, especially Memphis. Uh, They really screwed Memphis this year. Did you see that? They are supposed to be coming to the Liberty Bowl Mm -hmm. and played, but instead they're going to play in St. Louis. Yeah, and I guess Edward James Stadium, which is just garbage. A garbage stadium.
0: Yeah, you're stealing some thunder of mine there. I think that that's a game that's going to be sneaky for them early, but uh, Memphis did get hosed there, not being able to play at the Liberty Bowl, um, which is essentially it's a home game for Missouri now.
1: Yeah, I don't think they really have much of a home field advantage anyway. in St. Louis, but I could be wrong. Yeah, uh, they'll start the series, the season off with South Dakota State. Can you name that mascot?
0: Oh, Jackrabbits.
1: Yeah, the Jackrabbits. One of my yeah. favorites.
0: I was uh, with bison, but that's North Dakota, and I was just... That's North stanked. Dakota State,
1: yep. yes. Uh, oh, wait, no, this isn't South Dakota State. This is just South Dakota. Oh God, it is South Dakota. What is their What is their mascot? Pulling it up now. The Coyotes. Coyotes. It seems about par for the course in, for that. And in that Vermilion,
0: look? South Dakota, wherever that is.
1: Vermilion. Uh, you know, Arkansas had a guy, a pitcher... Last name Vermillion. Oh, yeah. Remember that guy? Uh, So, South Dakota. That's a win. That's going to be a win. Uh, And then MTSU. That's a win. uh, Yeah. Win, win. Win, win. Uh, And then Kansas State. That's the big game they were talking about. That's at home. Uh, Preseason ranked 16 Kansas State.
0: They're returning a lot. Kansas State's bringing back a lot. Uh, that's a that's a tricky tricky game for Missouri. It is at home. It is early in the season. I don't. Know, I'm not going to say I know enough about Kansas State to say I think that they're going to just boat race them. But I'm going to show some SEC homerism here and say that Missouri wins that game.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say they lose it. Because I'm not an SEC <laughs> homer. And I also think they lose the next week, too. I Memphis.
0: have that as a loss. I've had that one as a loss that Memphis beats Missouri. That's their first loss of the year. Having them sitting, in my opinion, 3-1 and one heading into Vanderbilt. That'll put them at 2-2 two and two for you heading into Vanderbilt.
1: Yeah, they're going to be 3-2. and two. Yeah, they'll be Vanderbilt. Uh, it's a win at Vandy. Uh, you've got them a win at Vandy. And then they host LSU Loss yep. losses. Yep. Uh, at Kentucky,
0: I uh, that as a loss as well because it's on the road. I do too. We already talked about that.
1: Yeah, and we're getting to that point of the schedule mm-hmm. here. South Carolina uh, that
0: is a win for Missouri. Missouri beats South Carolina.
1: I think I had that as a win too. I'm not going to look it up though. That was last week. You did. Uh, we both did. Georgia, both did. okay. Georgia's Lost. a loss. And Tennessee at home.
0: That's tricky.
1: That is true. They tricky. gave
0: Georgia fits last year at home, and Georgia had to win late. That game was really close.
1: And Tennessee always loses one game late, Like late, South Carolina yeah, last
0: ooh, year. That's a tricky one. I've got Tennessee at ten and two. I had them last week. I picked Tennessee to win this game. Ooh, that that uh, that's one I can see Missouri winning.
1: Yeah, just to spice it up, I'm putting uh, Tennessee as a win <laughs> for Missouri. Get it. Uh and then they're going to win the next week against yep. Florida. We talked about that. And then at Arkansas them winning that game. Yeah, Missouri beating Arkansas.
0: Yep. Uh, what did I have? Uh last week you had uh you had Arkansas winning that game.
1: That's where I thought I mm-hmm. was at. So Alright, so let's see the totals here. One, two, three, four, five, six. I've got Missouri going six and six. You've got them going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and five. What's their number?
0: Uh, the over-under on Missouri. I've got it right here, is six six and a half. So, I would hit the over. You would hit the under.
1: I would. I would. And I don't feel very great about that six and six. If anything, I'd say I'm probably a game short. But I don't. I think there's. You know, it's kind of like picking an upset. Which one do you I pick? I think
0: the Tennessee game would be the one. I think. Their ceiling is 8-4. and four. If the cards fall right, stars align. I think 8-4 and four is their ceiling. I think 6-6 six and six is the floor. Eli Drinkwitz has them pointed in a good direction. They have a guy. Listen to this, Drew. This is an interesting stat for you stat nerds out there. They have an inside linebacker. His name is Tyron Hopper. He's number 8. Tyron Hopper. There have been okay. in the last, there's SEC linebackers that go pro every year and have monumental careers. They're fantastic football players. In the last 20 years, there have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine linebackers who have put up 77 tackles, 13 and a half tackles for a loss, two and a half sacks, and four pass deflections, which is what Tyron Hopper did last year. The other, the other mm-hmm. linebackers to do that are Jasper Brinkley, played pro ball, Rolando McClain, Kevin Minter, uh, Jarvis Jones, Josh Allen, Drew Sanders. Like That's some pretty good company. And this kid is young. He is a very talented player. He's a sophomore. He's got two more years in Columbia. That kid can flat play football. And that they've got an NFL prospect defensive tackle. They're really deep on the defensive line. Missouri's defense is really good. I'm fairly high on Missouri this year. I think 7-5, 8-4, somewhere where they end up. And, again, it's thanks in large part to their defense. Their secondary is really good. And, again, remember, it took Georgia scoring a touchdown. Brock Bauer scored a touchdown really late in that game to win. And so look for them to create some more magic like that in Columbia, possibly against Tennessee.
1: Mm. Uh and I love Josh Allen when he was at Kentucky.
0: And this kid they they, they, they yeah. the all the comps that I was reading today when I was doing some homework for this compare him to Josh Allen just in size and speed, but Josh Allen was a much better pass rusher. Tyron Hopper is a little bit better in space.
1: Okay. Well, we've really only got uh Vanderbilt left until we have our big showdown next week. Do you just want to put Owen 12 here? <laughs> Uh, they did get a couple wins last year, so it may well, not be that
0: easy. I think they'll be three uh, and nine was my projection. Th-
1: three and nine. Uh, where did they sit here? Uh They actually sit at the 12th ranked strength of schedule mm-hmm. in the SEC, which if you look at their schedule here, so they have Hawaii at home. Hawaii's been terrible. That. Vandy beat them last I year. I mean, so I'm going bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vandy's going to beat Hawaii again this year. Especially it's in Nashville. Nope. Uh,
0: in Nashville. They put up 70 in Honolulu last year.
1: Mm. Yeah, so uh, Alabama A&M, we both – they're going to start out yep. 2-0. 2-0. A- Do you nope. disagree? Uh, then they have weird – they're going to go to North Carolina for a road game against Wake Forest, a big uh, – a Power 5 opponent. Then the next week they're going to turn around and fly to Las Vegas and play – at UNLV, it's going to be uh, Barry Odom, the coach of UNLV, in his first year there uh, coming from the defensive coordinator position at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you give Vanderbilt a shot at either of those games?
0: Um, I think a better shot at UNLV than Wake Forest. Wake Forest is going to be good again next year. Um, I think if they could win one, it would be that one, and even that's iffy. right now college football news has UNLV going 5 and 7 so they're going to be a little bit better than bandy but not great i projected them this to be one of their three wins so i picked them beating losing to wake forest beating UNLV
1: that's what i had as well um, kentucky loss. loss uh missouri at home loss loss uh at florida
0: you picked florida to lose this game
1: <laughs> i did
0: lost so i'm going to stick loss. with it
1: You're going to... Okay, loss. Georgia, loss, loss. At Ole Miss, loss. I'm going to make you (laughs) say it, though.
0: Loss.
1: (laughs) Uh, Auburn at home. Loss. That's a loss. USC East uh, on the road at williams brice Stadium. That's a loss. And then Tennessee. They're going to beat Tennessee. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just to kidding. Say, how about this?
0: You talk about getting <laughs> yeah. hosed. They, which they play early, so they get two late, uh, two open dates. But they're not till October 21st and then November 18th. They got a late bye week because they do play in week zero this Saturday.
1: Right. So, they got two mm-hmm. bye weeks. So they just tucked one in when everybody else plays nobody. It's their cupcake week. They yeah. yeah. So they do. Their cupcake week is just playing <laughs> themselves. against themselves in practice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, just such a poorly run organization there. They're not going to have a football stadium to play no, it's not in. It's only going to hold 28,000 for... <laughs> people,
0: like I said. And once it's done, yeah. it's still only going to hold about 50.
1: Well, it doesn't need right. to hold any more than 50, but it's the fact that there is going to be full-on demolition during the middle of the yeah. season. So, uh, Yeah, so we both have Vanderbilt going 3-9. What was their number according to Vegas? Um, I
0: think it was three and a half.
1: Okay, we both got them Yeah, going it was under. three and a half. And, and I really can't find a fourth win there unless they beat Tennessee again. Yeah, I just don't see <laughs> Which it. Which would be his. Yeah, I don't
0: see it, man. Uh, maybe South Carolina on the road, but even that's a stretch because South Carolina plays well at home. I Three and nine, I think, is their ceiling. <laughs> and if they lose yeah. to UNLV, they may only get those two wins early.
1: Yeah. Well, Buckets, I feel like we've – we took out the garbage this yeah. week. Again, these with these, these were not the teams that
0: we were really hoping to talk about. We just had to get them out. <laughs> this is a filler episode yeah. until the full-on war that's going to happen next week.
1: Yeah. You know, when I was a kid and we had Ole Miss season tickets, uh, when Eli started, uh, me and my buddy who we had season tickets with, I had a big red wig and he had a big blue wig that we would wear <laughs> to games with our uh-huh. jerseys, our Eli yep. jerseys i may have to see if mom still got it and bring it out for next
0: week. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's not gonna be because we've already kind of given tipped our hands a little bit this week. It's not gonna be a pretty week next week. We I don't yeah. know that. The, well, like you said last week, it may be the last episode of the Two Buck Sports Podcast. It may be our last <laughs> week as a as a friendship.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be one of those things where you're gonna have to get really good at editing this episode. Yeah. Because on multiple occasions, one of us is probably just gonna hang up and take a breather. <laughs> That's it. We're gonna say we're gonna
0: pause ten seconds for station ident- identification and step away.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna come come back. I'll mail it out and ready to talk for a couple more seconds yeah. till we're ready to hang instead up instead of
0: using this glass next week i'm going to use this glass next week <laughs> we're yeah. going from a you
1: use, use the plastic one so when you throw yeah. it against the and wall and we're going we're uh, going from an eight ounce <laughs>
0: board or a 20 ounce board <laughs> yeah, there we go
1: so i i could not look forward to this coming a week more we've got fantasy football draft i've got a golf tournament on saturday and then a fantasy football draft saturday night buckets going to be in town so maybe we get to hang out beforehand yeah man uh and then we're going to talk on miss and mississippi state next wednesday mm-hmm. night and then saturday we're here you know we're playing football drew
0: that may be one and i was going to talk to you this about all fair i'm not going to promise anything to our listeners but i've been doing some research on how to make our videos a little bit better And Uh YouTube Live is one that might work. We might find a way to do our episode next week, the video portion as a YouTube Live, so that they can our our fans can tune in and watch the the meltdown (laughs) that happens live on youtube so i'm doing some more research no promises yet but we might do that in the meantime definitely be looking out i think we'll at least do an instagram live on saturday from the fantasy football draft just checking in on the progress how it's going i got some things that i want to come that i've kind of got simmering to see what comes out but it's going to be a good two weeks of content from the two bucks sports podcast
1: yeah stick with us uh we appreciate everybody getting us getting through another episode here with us. I'm sure we don't have a lot of fans. It's, it's like we uh, we loaded up a kind of our demographic last mm-hmm. week. And so, like, I don't really know how many fans of the teams that we cover today listen to the show that I know personally. Or there may be Aaron, yep. you know, big Kentucky. Uh,
0: Ryan Muir is a uh, friend of mine who's on that golf trip. He's an A&M grad. He'll probably listen in because we're talking about oh, A&M. Gosh.
1: You know, you've talked about him mm-hmm. before, and you've never mentioned the fact that he was an A and grad. Undergrad. So, oh, uh, see, so he, he had the class ring that he taps on the table every time. he No, gets but up. he
0: did show up in his cadet uniform when he came down for the uh, golf trip. No, no he didn't. <laughs> he he no. actually oh, okay. he he, and I and kudos to him. He and I watched the sunset and shared a beverage on the back porch. You really got to know Ryan.
2: That's right He's a great
0: guy, man. Really great guy. He got to, he <laughs> went to the Open over in England this year. He's just he lives uh-huh. in Denver, Colorado. Great dude, but undergrad was A&M grad school was Tulane so to his credit he's a little bit higher on Tulane right now so we're going to claim him as a Tulane fan because it makes me like him a little bit more
1: no I feel like if you've you've got to stick with the team that you originally rep. I mean you can go to grad school and whatnot but if you're going to pick one team you can only have one team you can't go to Tulane once they win the Fiesta Bowl that ain't right that ain't Christian.
0: <laughs> All I'll say is I like him better as a Green Wave fan than I do a, a, a fight Texas Aggie.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he doesn't do the double-handed finger No, guns. and I haven't
0: seen him say a fight Texas Aggie one time, which is always great.
1: Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have Lassie. He doesn't have a Border Not Collar. Not that
0: I'm aware of. I'll shoot a Border Collar. <laughs> wow. I am about to say, we're going to get canceled <laughs> by Peter once again if we hadn't been already. <laughs> From our, yeah. uh, our, our, our on, mascot. Our mascot.
1: Write an article about us. Tell us how to. We tried we are. from
0: our mascot madness episode back in March to get canceled by PETA, but they haven't done it yet. So maybe that comment. I will,
1: really need PETA to cancel. All right, I'm us. putting
0: that. That's going to be our Instagram short this week. It's <laughs> that shoot a border yeah, collie. That's all it's, it's going like, to say.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't want to out my dad uh, too hard, but he gets really excited over anybody who like steps on the toes of liberals. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know he is all in on that. Uh, Oliver Anthony oh, yeah. guy because he's just gotten 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 the libs and panties and what <laughs> you know same with Jason Aldean mm-hmm. and so like if I could if we could just like get Peter. To hate us, I know that people like my dad would tune into the podcast. <laughs> our our <laughs> like, viewership and listeners would just triple yeah. overnight. Like, we would get like campaign <clears throat> donations <Yeah. laughs> like, if we could get canceled. I by did peanut.
0: message Oliver Anthony. Like, listen, we're trying to get trendy here, trying to get anybody on the podcast. So I'm like, hey man, we do a sports podcast. We would love to talk to you and see what happens. And he I,
1: did. You see where he lives in like a camper with a tarp over? It he bought for seven hundred fifty dollars off Craigslist. And he's turned down, $8 like, $8 million. $8 million in... Recording uh, contracts. Recording contracts. Yeah, so he doesn't want to
0: do the tour, doesn't want to do the tour bus thing. He just wants to make music that matters, and he's going to do it from his camper uh, in, in Western...
1: He turned down an $8 million music contract, but let me tell you, he's making Oh, absolutely.
0: Money. Instagram, somebody's yeah. paying this man. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's paying this man. Well, Drew, that's...
1: My 90-pound dog has taken over my recliner. I don't know if anybody can see on the YouTube video here or not, but my dog is just taking over my recliner, and I'm starting to get a little jealous. Our
0: official mascot, that is, Mr. Ted. The is he a Bernado- Bernadoodle, right?
1: Ber- yes, he is a Bernadoodle. That is half Bernie's Mountain Dog and half. And poodle. all
0: lug is what he is. There he is. If you're watching on yeah. YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify, go check this out on YouTube. You will see the official mascot of the Two Bucks Sports Podcast, Mr. Ted, the Bernadoodle. Yeah. So,
1: Rusty, I have enjoyed this episode today. I'll be—I'd be lying to you if I said that this wasn't like a trap week. You know, it's a trap yep. game because you, we're all just really thinking about next week's showdown—the <laughs> Egg yeah. Bowl Two Bucks Sports Podcast Preview episode. Uh, and so, uh, until then. Do your research because I'm going to come fully cocked and ready. I'm to go. doing some
0: homework, and I've got some – I've got a, a its own notebook right here that I'm working on that I've got some stats, i got some things. And we're going to deep dive. Like, right, we kind of skimmed some high level this week. No offense to Aaron and these teams. We don't care about any of these teams. We kind of high leveled, skimmed over the top of these, gave you the 10,000-foot view. But next week, we're going to get into mud. We've got – An hour long episode. Uh, We're just going to get in the mud in Oxford and in Startville next week. We're going to talk about the two teams that matter the most to us. I'm going to talk about how much I hate Ole Miss. Drew's going to talk about, likewise, how low he is on state. And we'll see where we end up from a record standpoint and who we think is going to win the Egg Bowl. And we'll see if we even have a friendship left anymore. There's a lot of variables in play next week.
1: Yeah. And I will tell you this, Rusty, and I want you to make me the same uh, promise. I will let you speak. (laughs) I'll let you get your point mm-hmm. across, and then I will...
0: If it's exactly. <laughs> I, again, I...
1: We can't be talking over each other for an hour I and a half. I commit to so letting so <laughs> you finish,
0: but just know I am going to tell you where you're wrong when you're done. <laughs> okay. That's
1: fair. We We'll, we'll have a truce mm-hmm. while we make our arguments, mm-hmm. and then... We will hate each oh, other. Oh gosh! <laughs> but just next week, what
0: you're going to hear. This is two bucks sports podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, that's part of the reason why we like the idea of doing a podcast is because on all the major sports except mm-hmm. for one, we totally disagree yep. <laughs> wholeheartedly. Uh but then we kind of find common ground in October mm-hmm. when the uh, the Grizzlies that's start. It. Uh, just in time for the egg bowl to come around and divide. That's us. That's said, and then after
0: after November, we're back on good graces through uh, through the end of the NBA yeah. season. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we'll buy each other a Christmas present and we'll apologize, and then we'll get fully into the Grizzlies. But Dad it, not before then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not before then. So. all right, buckets. Uh, everybody, please continue to check us out on Instagram at the number two Bucks Sports Podcast, and you can find this podcast on YouTube in video form. Uh, at our uh, YouTube page the Two Bucks Sports Podcast and you can find this podcast on Apple Amazon Google Play and there is a button there on all of those platforms in which you can share it so please share it with your friends Uh, give us a rating a review tell us what we did wrong what we did right but Regardless, give us five stars. Hey, real
0: quick, thank you again to everybody who participates in our Instagram polls. We had a great turnout this week. I uh, had a lot of people voting, agreeing with us. I'm trying to pull it up right here. Uh, it was pulling up, and then my phone glitched. Here we go. We had a lot of people vote in. Thank you so much for participating. We enjoy those polls where you tell us we were yeah, wrong. what did the people say? So 67% of the people agreed with us that Georgia was going to go over 11 and a half wins we were mm-hmm. split dead even 50-50 picking alabama on the over under dead even okay um, on let's see <clears throat> and then on tennessee we had six voting the over three voting the under so 67 33 lsu we had 56 people take the under 44 taking the over so not as many people on high as lsu or as high on lsu as you and i are
1: Yeah, I'm high on LSU. And then the
0: exact opposite. We had 67% of our voters picked South Carolina uh, to go over six wins. And you and I both are a little bit lower on South Carolina, picking them to go under. And then lastly, Arkansas, most of the people agree with us. They're picking the under at 56%. We're picking the under on Arkansas's win total at seven wins. So thank you again for those who participated. That's a lot of fun. Be on the lookout for this week So I'll get those posted in the next – day or so after this episode drops on thursday be able to look out for those please let us know where you agree disagree and definitely shoot us a message and tell us why we love we love interacting yeah. with our fans
1: yeah i have enjoyed this podcast with you once again uh looking forward to next week The one that of. we
0: will not enjoy that'll be the first one where yeah. we can say i did not enjoy this podcast
1: we cannot talk about Ole miss mississippi state until after our fantasy football draft on Saturday. So we can night. still be on speaking terms for that. We'll have a good time then. Yeah. We'll
0: do some content then, and then it's it's war. <laughs> All, right. All, right. All right, buddy. It Enjoyed it. All right. See you guys.